It's time now for 10 Minutes with Tom. Tom Austin, Austin Tax and Financial. He's the guy and his team that can help you with uh, tax preparation, retirement strategies, planning, and a whole lot more. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Johnny. How Good are morning. You? Good to have you. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, we, we talk about a lot of things here on the show, but one thing that uh, I know you guys do at Austin Tax and Financial, a big part of your retirement planning revolves around Social Security. When to take it, how to maximize or minimize uh, taxation and how to best supplement one's benefits to maximize one's retirement. Now, I think today's a good day to talk about Social Security. What are your thoughts about the sustainability of the program? In other words, uh, will it be around for me when I'm 36 years old now? Will it be around for me when I am retired and, and I'm eligible for Social Security? You know, Johnny, there's a lot of people that, that ask that question, and we've been talking about this for for many, many years. You know, the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, uh, has recently come out and said that benefits were originally set to be cut based on their numbers in, in 2035, and they just recently come out and said that, that it could be as soon as 2032 for Social Security and as soon as 2028 for Medicare. I mean, that's five years away yeah. from Medicare. And, you know, a lot of people uh, obviously rely on, on those benefits for their health care and, and for their supplemental retirement. But, you know, let's talk, first of all, a little bit about how how uh, Social Security and Medicare are funded. It's funded through our payroll taxes. So, you know, when you work for a, uh, a company, you get a paycheck, mm-hmm. and you see a deduction of uh, 6.2%. Uh, goes to uh, Social Security, and 1.45% goes for Medicare. Now, there's a, a limit on how much one pays on the Social Security. So if you make over 147000 then you don't pay any more of that 6.2 to Social Security. So there's a limit, the first 147000 If you don't make that much, well, then you're paying your entire paycheck is, is uh, the, the deduction of that 6.2%. Sure. The 1.45 for Medicare... That is unlimited uh, uh, for the income that people make, and if you make over two hundred thousand, back to uh, part of the Obamacare, um, uh, there was an increase mm-hmm. of point nine percent on any wages over two hundred thousand for the Medicare. So right now in, in twenty twenty three, the limit is one hundred forty seven thousand for Social Security, unlimited for Medicare. So this year, payroll taxes are expected to generate one point five six trillion dollars. But the Social Security Medicare, according to the CBO again, is likely to, to cost about $2.16 trillion. Mm. So that's it's only a half a trillion short. Uh, so that just doesn't add up. Obviously, the numbers don't add up. And the, part of the reason for that is the baby boom population, you know, which was sure. people born between, this would be before your generation, John. Oh, yeah. So people yeah. born before 19... 19- in 1946 to 1964, that would be my generation. Okay, it was that that comprised of 76 million people. So you have all these people that have been retiring and moving into that retirement system, and then the, and then the the group of people behind them. There's not as many people now that are paying into it, but all these people are now receiving it. So the the tail end of that generation, 1964, would be 59 years old right now. So that's fueling part of the problem, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there just hasn't been a good resolution for what to do. It's really kind of a political time bomb if you talk about cutting any kind of benefits 
uh, you might as well forget about getting elected because, but something at some point is, is going to have to be done. Sure. Um, but Medicare recipients since inception in 1966, when the Medicare plan began, has grown to 65 million and, and 10 million just in the last 10 years. So really it's just a simple math equation that, you know, what you put in is what's coming in and what's yeah. going out just doesn't add up. And politically speaking, it's going to be a very difficult uh, subject to to contend with, but at some point, something is going to have to be done. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting just to see how that's all going to play out. And, uh, you know, especially for the younger generation, uh, you know, you look at it as, okay, I'm paying into this, and if you keep telling me it's going to not exist at some point, possibly, um, it's like, wait a minute, what, what happens to all that money that I just spent uh, for the past, uh, ever since I've had a, a job, that I've been paying into, that's not going to come back to me, right? Well, you know, there are some things that have been proposed to to, to, to kind of resolve this problem. And it, interestingly enough, and I was researching some of this, back in 1983 when Ronald Reagan was in office, you know, he's a, he was a Republican president, and Tip O'Neill, the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. was a Democrat. You know, they struck a deal to, to save the Social Security, which was facing insolvency at that time. So... Some of the things that they did, that they, they raised the retirement age. You know, right now the full retirement age is 67. You have to draw it at age 70, but a lot of people take it early. Yeah. You can take it as early as 62. They also delayed the cost of living adjustment by six months, which which helped to secure some of the, the benefits. And they mandated that all government employees just start paying into Social Security because at that point they weren't mm. paying into it. And there were some other, you know, changes that, that were made as well, but but some of the things that have been proposed is again raising the the full Social Security age, increasing the amount of uh, tax that people people pay into Social Security. So that could be, I think, it'd be more make more sense to increase the 147 limit right now on the Social Security mm-hmm. as opposed to increasing the percentage. Mm-hmm. Increasing the percentage would affect you know the more moderate to lower income people, but but there has been some proposals of those things. Um, cutting some of the benefits, which is not going to be uh, a, a good option. The other thing that has been proposed is using general fund revenues, which would potentially mean higher budget deficits and cuts to other programs. So something's going to have to be done at some point, and, and some of the things that we deal with when these questions come up in our conversations with our clients and, and what the, when they're looking at retiring, it, it has to be in the general conversation about how Social Security plays in to one's retirement. Yeah. But as we continue to move forward, as uh, the younger generation starts looking at this, and as we start to look at the Social Security Trust Fund running low to where it could affect the, the participants now, mm-hmm. um, there's something that is going to have to be done. And I, I do have a worry for the younger generation. I mean, a lot of conversations for, for people that are 50 and younger mm-hmm. on what, you know, some of the reduced benefits, but I guess it's one of these things we'll wait and see what happens. I mean, uh, it's not run out yet, but it's getting closer, and at some point we're going to have to address it. Yeah, I know you talk to people uh, that are in retirement and having those strategies as well and, and factoring in, you know, Social Security and things like that. I mean, you know, for somebody like me that's, you know, in the 30s, maybe in their 40s, maybe into their 50s, uh, you're having a lot of these conversations. What are some of the, the things you're you're talking about as, as alternatives? I mean, looking at, you know, Social Security is one part of, 
of retirement, but what are some of the other things that you're, you're throwing out as, hey, we should really, really focus on this now so we set us, ourselves up for the future? Well, that's a great question. I mean, in a perfect world, it, it, it'd be nice to be able to try to plan and saying, you know, sure. I'm not going to plan on Social Security being there. Yeah. And that's one tact that some people take, that I, I'm just not going to plan on it being around. But the, for the reality, most people, a good percentage of people, are, are planning on that Social Security being there. So, I mean, you can look at it from that light. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's been talk of privatizing Social Security, which would be you know, investing that money into some kind of private fund. But there's there's obviously problems to that as well, sure. you know, with, with returns on investment and stock market fluctuations. So um, most of the conversations we have do still revolve around Social Security being there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, for planners in the future, that those conversations may begin to change a little bit. Yeah as we see how things play out with, uh, you know, what the, what the actual government actually ends up doing with uh, the whole Social Security system. I mean, it, it has to be propped up somehow because so many people just rely on that as, a, as, a, as the biggest portion of their um, retirement plan. So I guess it's one of those things we will wait and see. We certainly mm-hmm. try to plan around it, you know, for people that can afford it. Um, you know, there sure. are percentage of people that don't really need it, but that is a small percentage of people. And everybody's situation is different, so that's why they should be talking to a professional about uh, any of their their strategy that they they want to do for their retirement. And uh, the person to talk to is definitely you and your team. So uh, if they want to start those conversations and and give you uh, their situation and what they have going on, what should they uh, what should they do and how should they get started? Well, you can certainly call us at our phone number, 269-429-1585. We're located at 715 Columbia Avenue uh, in St. Joe, right behind the Honor Credit Union on Niles Avenue. You can also visit us on the web at austinfinancial.us. And Tom Austin is an investment advisor representative with Capital Asset Advisory Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of Capital Asset Advisory Services. Topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Listeners always encouraged to discuss their needs with the appropriate professional, and we certainly hope that that professional is Tom Austin. Thanks, Tom Austin. Thanks, John. You have a great day.